Welcome to One Life Online, a podcast that brings you the weekly sermons at One Life Church, Kampala. As you listen to this message, may the Lord speak to you through His Word, by His Spirit, and cause you to walk according to His will, by His grace. So, we have an amazing account of the birth of Jesus, according to the book of Luke. And this was in extraordinary ways, in a very ordinary town. And this was the town of Bethlehem. Luke begins his account by introducing us to a man called Augustus Caesar. Now, Augustus Caesar reigned and ruled the Rome from 27 BC to 14 AD. And this was a time of relative peace in the Roman Empire, at the same time, a time of great expansion to the Roman Empire. The name Augustus means exalted and sacred. So ironical because we would later see the actual king who was born in the small town of Bethlehem. The Roman Empire was so big and it spanned from current day Britain to as far as India. And one of the things that Augustus did due to the power that he had was to decree a census. So people had to move from all over the Roman Empire to move to their hometowns to register for this census as we've seen today. And among those people, as Luke tells us in verse 4, was Joseph. When he says, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth, and he had to go up to Bethlehem. So I don't know about you, but according to scholars, they had to travel a distance of about 138 kilometers. So that's approximately about from here to Bujiri in eastern Uganda, or from here to Masaka in western Uganda. And this is a journey they had to take on foot for Joseph and on the donkey for Mary. And remember that Mary was pregnant. So we don't know whether it was a full pregnancy or it was in the first trimester. The Bible doesn't tell us. But it tells us that she was pregnant. So imagine children, how you commute to school every day. Uh, on the dusty roads of Kampala, in the comfort of a car. That's a very short distance. But they had to do it on a donkey for a far greater distance. And for eight to ten days. God knows um, the trials, the threats that they came across. But he was with them. And we are encouraged by that. So we move on. Why did they have to go to Bethlehem? Well, because David, sorry, uh, Joseph was from the line of David, and this was his birthplace, as it had been decreed that everyone had to go to their hometown. But unknown to them, perhaps they didn't realize that Jesus would be born in that town. We're not told for how long they were there, but we know, according to Luke, that 
Mary gives birth in Bethlehem. So we have to look at how lowly, how simple, how ordinary the birth of Jesus was. And we saw today, played before us, that this baby was put in a manger. And the Bible doesn't tell us a lot of detail. But we know that it was in the town of Bethlehem. So scholars have deduced and have tried to understand this father. When you look at the typical Jewish home in those days, it had about three to, two to, to, to three rooms. One of those was a guest room. And Luke tells us that they couldn't find a guest house where they could stay. The Greek word for inn is guest house. And perhaps it was in a home. Because think about it. When you travel to your home village, is it possible that you would fail to get a place to stay? But perhaps they failed. We still look at how ordinary the birth of this baby was. So we've seen that Luke introduces us to Caesar Augustus, perhaps the greatest leader at the time, reigning over a very large area of land. We also see amongst the people that are called to the census, Joseph and Mary, traveling from Nazareth to Bethlehem. And then we see the birth of Jesus Christ who is wrapped in swaddling clothes and put in a manger. But why? Well, we are so lucky to be living on this side of history that we read in Micah 5.2 that it was foretold. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrath, Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from of old, from ancient times. It was foretold, and Augustus Caesar helped, actually, in having this prophecy fulfilled, decreeing the census, and we see Joseph and Mary moving to Bethlehem. So Luke goes ahead in verse 8 and he introduces us to a very interesting group of people. People that were seen and underlooked. They were seen as lowly. They were seen as dirty. People that were always not associating with the rest of the people. And these are the shepherds. And verse 8 says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I would be terrified, just like the shepherds were. But then, why? Why did God choose the shepherds of all people? Why did he choose to reveal this news to them first? those that were regarded as nothing by society. 
we have to look at Bethlehem itself. We have to look at the temple sacrifices. And we have to look at who were responsible for preparing the lambs for sacrifice. And these were the shepherds. So this points us to something even greater. The child, Jesus Christ, the shepherd. And so they were told not to be afraid. For the angel had brought good news that would cause them joy. Both them and all the people. Indeed, this would bring great joy. So, moving along, we see an even greater multitude of angels that appear from heaven. And I think this, what they sing, is the first rendition of Gloria in Excelsis Dio. I might be wrong, but it must have been a very amazing scene, a very humbling one for the shepherds to receive this great news. And what do they do? As we have seen today, the children acting it out, they had to go and see for themselves. But the angels did not leave them without a clue. For they told them that they would find a baby wrapped in straddling clothes and put in a manger. We see the shepherds that were almost outcasts going to see for themselves as the first witnesses. We don't know how many they were to see this newborn baby put in a manger. Again, we see how lowly Jesus Christ was treated. And so, we finally come to the conclusion of this. And I think this is one of um, the most important passage. So verse 16 to 20, it reads, So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen were just as they had been told. They were excited. They were happy. They were filled with joy for what they had seen. For they would no longer have to sacrifice to prepare sheep in the temple for the people, for the atonement of their sins. For the true shepherd, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, had been born in the town of Bethlehem. And they witnessed this and they did not stop at that, but they did not keep it in their hearts. They also went forward and shared this news with the rest of the people. 
in Bethlehem. So may we, as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ this Advent season, rejoice at the birth, remember these simple words, and witness to the rest of the people as the shepherds did. Be blessed as we celebrate this season. Let me pray for us. Father, we thank you for what we have seen and heard today, what has been demonstrated and played before our eyes by the children and the adults, and the word that we have heard by your servant Luke to us. Lord, may we ponder and treasure up these words as Mary did, and may we go forward and witness to the rest of the world as the shepherds did. For the lamp of God that takes away the sin is with us, the sin of the world. Thank you, Father. We praise you and glorify you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and believe. Amen. Thank you for listening to God's Word today. Feel free to contact the pastor on phone at 0705-581-369 or send an email to pastor at onelifechurch.ug or follow us on Facebook at One Life Church and subscribe to our YouTube channel at One Life Church Kampala, Uganda. One Life Church is a multicultural community of believers equipped to serve Christ's mission.